Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. We're promoting pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose Radio. My amazing guest today is Dr. Hank Smith. <laughs> Do you usually go by doctor? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. I came home for, with my PhD and told my family that's that's what you have to call me. But it didn't, it didn't fly. Last. Yeah. <laughs> it did last. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dad and the guy who does the dishes. That's there you go. I, yeah. You do have a PhD, however. I do. I do. And so you earned it, so I'm gonna use that title okay. for you at least that once. Yeah. I, I there'll be sound? one place I can come and somebody'll somebody will call me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So make note for future reference. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, folks, Hank Smith is an inspiring, powerful man. That's really kind. <laughs> well, it's true. I say too. that every day when I wake up. <laughs> you have, you have made a difference. I hope so. In this world, I hope so. You know, I heard Dan Clark speak once about this, and Dan's been on the show. He's a friend of mine. Um, he said, "Speakers change lives." I believe that. I do too. Yeah. And it's true for me in my life. I've, I remember sitting in, in meetings where there was a speaker who said something that changed something in my mind, and I changed something in my life, Right, and it changed my life. It's, a, it's like a, finding a new room in your own house. You're like, wow, yeah. I've never b- seen that before. And it changes everything. It really does. It does, and it opens your eyes to things. So, so Hank, you're a speaker. Um, you're a teacher. Uh, how much do you want to say about that? I, I could just go on and on and on about how, how you've inspired thousands of people. Oh, you're kind. Uh, I, I, do, I do love it. I feel very blessed. I get to speak to, you know, I don't think there's a week that mm-hmm. goes by where I'm not at speaking somewhere, two or three events somewhere. Right. Uh, whether it be a church group or, a, you know, mm-hmm. a chamber of commerce or uh, yeah. a, a women's event somewhere. Um, and I feel very blessed, honestly, sometimes I think, yeah. you know, I got to pinch myself cause I love it so much. Well, in the, in the national speakers association where you and I met at a chapter meeting, right. um, we call it the privilege of the platform. Hmm. I like that. And it really is a privilege. I don't know why, why I get the mic or why you get the mic, but we do. Right. And as a result, uh, what a privilege it is to. Yeah. To share principles that change people's lives. And you speak a lot with youth also. I do. I spend a lot of time with teenagers, schools, yeah, um, junior highs and high schools. I spend a lot of time there. And I, I really enjoy it. You know, I'm always amazed how gracious people are. Yeah. You know, how, how they'll say, thank you so much for doing that. And I think, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like you're, you're the one. spouting off about ideas right. and they seem to benefit Yeah, they from seem it to somehow. enjoy it and like it. And I like to... I like to make people laugh. That's one of my favorite yeah. things. I think people, if you can come listen to a speaker and laugh a little bit and learn a little bit, that's yeah. time well spent. Well, if you can make them laugh and make them feel something and make them 
change their mind about something, right. you're really doing a good job as a speaker at yeah. that point. I, I feel, yeah, if someone will come up and say, wow, that really is going to help my marriage, or that's really going to help my parenting, right. I just think that's, you know, that's a privilege for me to be a part of. To, mm-hmm. I feel very blessed, really, to be a part of that. So, folks, Hank Smith today here at Live on Purpose Radio, and you're going to encounter his products uh, you've got CDs, you've got books, yep. mostly audio recordings. Yeah, right? mostly uh, audio the recordings. speeches that you've done. Yeah. And uh, those are available at local bookstores. Yep, Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Just look up. up Hank Smith. You're going to find him. Yep. Uh, or on social media. We'll get back to that in just a minute. Okay. Hank, you and I are speaking the same language, too. Right. Uh, I've shared my book with you about positivity. You're teaching the same principles. I am. I am. I'm teaching the same principles a lot to teenagers. Uh, trying to kind of speak their language and get yeah. them to understand the, the principles of happiness and uh, being positive. So I got a question for you. Okay. Um, happiness. Let's go there for a minute. Okay. Do we really have a choice about this? Absolutely. Uh, you know that most of the research shows uh, that about 50% of your happiness is due to your the genes your parents gave you. Right? Interesting. Yeah, it's... It's your DNA. You're either going to thank your mom and dad for being really happy, or you're going to have to talk to your therapist about your mom and dad when you're not happy. Because 50% of that comes from the genes your parents gave you. But there's a, yeah. a there's a complete other 50% that that we can do something about. 10%, as you probably know, is circumstance. Now, mo- mm. most people want that to be bigger. They want that to their circumstances to make them happy, right? They, oh well, that's. I think that's the cultural myth. Right. If things were different, then then I would be happy. Right. Uh, and the the hardest thing to tell a group of people is to say, you know what, that's really not true. It's not. In cases of maybe extreme sickness or extreme poverty, that could maybe make a difference. But really, if I yeah. were to take you into a different situation, it really would not change your level of happiness. It's hard for some people to accept, right? I remember one lady, I said, she said, you're telling me if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't be happier. And I said, you know, probably not. She said, well, yeah. then I'd be unhappy in some really nice places. And I said, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be unhappy in, in a nice beach somewhere. Uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, but then there's that 40%, 40% of uh, what research calls uh, intentional activities. Yeah. Intentional activities, things that you can do that actually affect your level of happiness. And they really do. They really change things. And this is stuff that you don't have to wait to accomplish someday. You're talking things you can do right now today. Very practical. Very practical things. So our listeners, after Mm. listening to this episode today, will have some ideas that they can implement immediately. Oh, absolutely. In the next hour, if you're, you know. I love it. Things you can do to make a difference. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about? Take uh, us there. Okay, yes. let's talk about them. So, this as I've done as I've just done the research to to put together my material. Uh, I wanted I wanted scientifically backed things, you know, things that that have been studied, uh, right, and and sure. thought through, uh, not just you know my experience or my opinion. So, those are those are useful things, but I really wanted something that's but it's been just your opinion, right? Hank, it, so. It's anecdotal, right? right. So. Um, I wanted some things that have really been thought through. So here's a couple that I found. Okay. Uh, that happy people surround themselves with other happy people. What? There's quite a bit, quite a bit of happiness, uh, is, is due to your social circle. Who are you with? I tell people when I'm speaking to them, mm-hmm. take a look at the people on your left and on your right. Are those happy people? <laughs> right. Or if so you're more likely to be happy. Uh, it's with, true. It's who we spend our time with. 
so I, I usually say something like, it's time to dump the Debbie Downers if you can. Mm. We always, you know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes uh, they live in your house with you and uh, you're <laughs> yeah. going to deal with that. Um, but oftentimes there's, we choose all, quite a bit of our social circle, mm-hmm. right? We choose who we spend our time with. Um, and it's, it's just good for us to, to decide we're going to spend time with more positive people, people that make us feel good, that give us a good outlook on life. Yeah, uh, it's exciting stuff. I, that, I, that's a, you know what, that seems so simple. Right. But you're absolutely right, too. There is research to back all of this up. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were getting started here, Hank, that Sean Acor, have you read right. some of his books? Yes. The Happiness, the Happiness Advantage, Advantage and Before Happiness. And we have yet to have Sean on our show. Right. But it's going to happen. I believe it. So, <laughs> Sean, if you're listening, let's schedule. Yeah. Uh, Sean put together an, a, an amazing compilation of the research in his book, The Happiness right. Advantage. It's very accessible. Um, and, and he points out that there's this correlation between success and happiness. Yep. There really is that it, it tends to be true that successful people tend to be happy. Right. And we thought that it went in that order. Yep. That if you're successful, you'll be happy. And we got it backwards. Right. It's really more likely that if you're happy, you're going to be successful. You're going to be successful yep. in every measurable way that yep. we found. Such a simple thing, but wow, it makes you see life a little bit differently. Yeah, beautiful. Right. So surround yourself with surround happy yourself people. With happy people. Uh, and again, sometimes you can't. I'm not saying to abandon some relationships. Uh, sometimes you need to take a look at those and you know see what you can do to, to change things. But it, those mm-hmm. that you really have a choice of who you're going to be around, uh, if you know if you have to choose Debbie Downer or, or somebody uplifting to go out with on a Friday night, choose that yeah. uplifting person to spend some time with. Uh, and, and it'll make a difference. It really will. So if you're the happiest people in your immediate group, there, yeah. maybe you need a new group. Right. Yeah, and it's not saying you abandon those friends, but <laughs> but find some other people to spend some time yeah. with to make and sure somebody that'll stretch you. A yeah, little bit. that's that's Beautiful. filling you up. Love um, it. <clears throat> uh, science shows that happy people actually try to be happy. They actually make an effort to be happy. Um, they work at it. Yeah, they smile. They they try to think about that. Uh, the The research I, I found said that when happy people don't feel so chipper, they cultivate happy thoughts. They just think about things that make them happy. And I tell my audiences, think about something that makes you happy. You know, your grandchildren, your children, people falling, whatever. Makes it, think of something that makes you happy. And it usually works. If you, you, if you can spend one or two minutes just really trying to cultivate those thoughts, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for you. All of a sudden, those, that, that, that positivity is going to start flowing through your blood. You know what, Hank? Maybe this should go without saying, but I want to offer permission from a pair of PhDs here on our show today. We're giving you permission, folks, to actually work on your own happiness. It has value, and it has value not only for you, but for everybody that's around you. Because if it's true that I'm happier if I'm around happy people, maybe it's true that other people are going to be happier if they're around me if I'm happy. Right. Did you follow all that? (laughs) Kind of the natural consequence of your presence should be happier people. And it's okay for me to work on my happiness. Absolutely. I had one of my guests share this idea. Daily, weekly, monthly paychecks. I like that. A daily paycheck. This is something you can do in five to ten minutes that raises your mood. Okay, so for me, one of the things that I do is uh, YouTube. Kid snippets. Right, something that just... My neighbor, Ryan Haldeman, is the producer of that. Oh, really? Viral TV or YouTube series. And it's fun. 
and it's amusing and, and my spirits are lifted for just a couple of minutes. Right. That's the kind of thing you're talking about. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. For me, it's just spending 10 minutes just wrestling with my, my twin boys. I have two, two and a half year old twin boys oh, awesome. and we just lay on the ground and wrestle a little bit and I'm just feel uplifted. I feel better. Yeah. Uh, and kind of the problems I look at them differently that I've just spent those few minutes just, just playing. Yeah. Just being dad and playing. Love it. Do we have time for another one before Love we, it. Before we yeah, break? Yeah, let's take another one. All right. Uh, research shows that happy people spend money on other people. Uh, money, oh, really? money does impact happiness, but more if you spend it on others than if you spend it on yourself. Really? Um, yeah, I usually tell my wife, I say, sweetie, you look unhappy. I know how you can be happier. You Here, need to spend here's some, my gift You list. need to spend some money on me. And <laughs> my you, wish list. You're going to be feeling good <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, but it really does. Uh, the money we what? spend on other people really impacts our happiness. You're right. Yeah. I think I can say this safely because this show will actually air after my wife's birthday. Very good. <laughs> so she's not going to hear this. Right. And, but I went out the other day and I spent some money on her for her birthday. Right. And I'm feeling awesome. Right. You just feel good. You feel right. good. And, well, and, how simple. Yeah, it's so simple. But the, the research shows, you know, they'll give strangers, they'll say, here's 20 bucks. Uh, you go spend it on you and then they'll give a different group $20 and they say, you have to spend this on somebody else. Come back in a couple hours and report back to us. Mm-hmm. And the group that's spending on other people feels so great. They just, just report back, feeling, happier. they report feeling better that they, that it was fun to go out and think, Ooh, what's, you know, what can I get for somebody else versus this group? And you'd think the people that got something for themselves, that would make them happier, but it, it really mm. didn't. It didn't really make much of a difference. Stuff does not make us happy. No. And, and we think it that's does. Right. We think it does. I think it's that part of our brain that anticipates that new iPad or anticipates that new car. Mm-hmm. And it's really not as amazing as it, we thought it would be. Right. It it's sometimes fun gives for a, a little surge. Right. right. But, but not the lasting happiness we're talking about. Right. You know what? As a psychologist, Hank, I'm thinking through several reasons why what you just shared is absolutely true. I think for the purposes of this show today, just trust me, folks. This is solid stuff. This works. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass is half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, We see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. Then there are those who see it as completely full all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive. They are pathologically positive. Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live On Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. 
please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. Gandhi So, Hank, you gave us a few good ones. Right. Practical stuff. Stuff. <laughs> I'm going to get clobbered for using that word. Right. Well, and it still is. It's just little things that you can do. It, it, very simple. Very simple. You could do Practical. it today. You could do it in an hour. You could, you could cultivate happy thoughts. You could think about your social circle. You could go buy something for your, your kids, your wife, your husband. And if Pretty you don't simple. have any of them, buy me something yeah, and send, send it us to something me. over here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've got a few more. Let's let's yeah. A few let's more. talk about a few more because I think these are just simple things. Okay. Uh, happy people have deep in-person conversations, uh, where our world is becoming more and more of electronic conversations, which aren't bad. Uh, we need to make sure we're spending time actually talking to to, to people, real reading faces, people. and using body language and yeah. having those in-person conversations. So the next time, instead of writing that long email, uh, meet up for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get together, go for a walk. You know, right. my wife and I will sometimes e- email each other and we're in the same room right? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I'm on a laptop. She's on an, an iPad and, uh, and I said, Oh, we got to do something. Right. So I'll just shoot her a quick email. <laughs> She's over there. Why'd you just email me? I'm, well, I don't know. <laughs> You're right there. It's a legitimate form of communication. And she says, I'm right here. You can talk. Uh, And sometimes we forget that because of the ease of our communication, which isn't a bad thing, right? I mean, text the family to come to dinner. Yeah, we set up this interview by email and it was easy and easy to do. So, yeah. uh, But just every once in a while, make sure you're you're talking to actual people. Really, just keep the human contact going on. Yeah, keep it there. We are social beings. Right. And we, we need that. And, and, and that goes back to number one. We talked about social circle, right? Yeah. We need that. Um, our brains need that. Our souls mm. need that, need that interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happy people laugh a lot. Uh, <laughs> you, you would think that's pretty obvious, but some of us don't laugh. You know, I read one study that said children on average laugh uh, somewhere, somewhere around 300 times per day. Uh, 300, 300 times, times a child will a laugh. Day. And it was adults. It was 15. They laugh somewhere around the average of 15 times a day. And, and I, that's I, probably for generally happy people. Yeah. I said, what happened to us, right? What happened? Did we, was it the reality of life? You know, the mortgage, the yeah. marriage, what happened to us that we stopped laughing? So I just tell people, you don't have to constantly laugh uh, if you don't feel like that's you. But if you have to choose a movie, choose the comedy. If you, you know, if you if, take some time to, to find some things that make you laugh. Yeah. Um, laughter the, has been shown actually to 
reduce cholesterol of all things. <laughs> I read a great study where they said, yeah, it reduces cholesterol and blood yeah. pressure. It just loosens you up a little bit, I think. Calms you down, eases that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, it releases certain chemicals into your bloodstream. I mean, it's just like the other things that you were mentioning earlier. I can come up with psychological or right. research probably, purpose reasons why this is why this is true. Yep. But it is true, and it's coming from from correlative studies that show, hey, yes, there is a correlation between doing this and being happy. Right. Now, I, I just realized something, too, though. You said happy people tend to laugh more, right? Right. And as a listener, I might be thinking, oh, duh. Right, that's pretty And simple. if I were happier, I'd laugh more, <laughs> right? Right. But it's that correlation thing. It's not causation. Yeah, we're not saying one. They're just, to, they seem to go together. Yeah. Uh, so how about you take charge of the one you feel like you can control? Yep. And if you don't think you have a lot of control over how I feel, maybe you have more control over what you do. Right. Absolutely. So work on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I sometimes throw in, it's just, I like clean comedians. I'm not a big fan of crude comedians. I know some people are, but I'm not a big fan of, yeah. and so I'll find a clean comedian and I'll just, and they're, these guys are professionals and they're good and they're they like make me laugh. Brian Regan, Brian Regan, yeah. Jim Gaffigan. These guys make me laugh. Jason and, Hewlett. Yeah. Jason Hewlett. Absolutely. You know, I'll watch a Jason Hewlett video and I yeah. just, I just feel better. Right. I just laughed right. a little bit and that's okay. It's okay to take time just to find some things that make you, you know, that make you laugh, whatever it is. Maybe you're an old SNL guy or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, you, you find a funny book or, uh, you know, funny, funny articles that you that you find yeah. online. I mean, just, just take time to find some funny things and you'll find yourself being happier. Um, let's see. I got a couple more. Okay. Happy people. Um, most people already do this. We don't need to talk long about it, but happy people use music to make themselves happier. Uh, they, uh, there was one yeah. study that compared massages to music and the anxiety, uh, the, re- the reduction of anxiety from massages was the same with music. People oh, who wow. listen to music had the same decreased anxiety as those who got like hour long massages or you get know. a massage while with your headphones yeah. <laughs> while listening to music, <laughs> while talking to someone in the, I mean, we can do all these at the same time. It's not just music. I think whatever input you're putting into your mind, right? Listening to this podcast today, absolutely. It's going to, is going to elevate your level of happiness. Yeah. People are going to listen to this on their way to work or on a trip and they're going to feel better. Yeah. And they're going to say, how did that happen? Well, you just, you were taking time for you. Putting yeah. the right thoughts in. Putting the right uh, kind of fuel into yep. the machine here. And uh, just a comment about that before we move on. Okay. It's tempting to go out and find music that matches your mood. Right. Now, this is because of the way your mind resonates with music. There's actual frequencies going on here. There are higher frequencies and lower frequencies. And I don't mean pitch. I mean energy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I I don't want to get into all the technical aspects of that, but it is tempting to find something that matches my mood because if I'm angry, I want to listen to angry music. If I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music, you know, because it matches. Yeah. And there's some, some resonance there. It's interesting. But what if you intentionally pick some music that's at a higher energy? Yeah. Let it lift you. A higher resonance. And then it brings you up. It's, it's like the uh, principle of sympathetic resonance, which you maybe have heard about before. Yeah. Like if you start a tuning fork to sing in and you, and you run it along the strings of a harp without touching them, when you get to the string that's the same frequency as the tuning fork, It'll start it to, starts to sing along with right. it. It resonates with it. So that's what we're talking about. We're bringing up 
the frequency. That's fantastic. And there's, and everybody has that uplifting music that they, that they love, right? Whether it be classical music or Broadway music, something that's just usually that uplifting feeling, uh, that you just throw Mm -hmm. that CD in the car or throw that on your, you know, on your, and it might not match your mood at first. That's okay. Right. Because your mood will begin to match the music. It's amazing how it works. It really does. Nice. Uh, let's see, do we have time for one or two more? Yeah, sure. Um, happy people actually spend a lot of time outside. Uh, one, one research ah. study found, uh, one, one study found that, uh, people who just spent 20 minutes outside every day, 20 consecutive minutes outside had a, had a very, had an impact on their happiness. I find that a lot of people think nice. they spend time outside, but what they do is they drive in a car outside and they think that's time outside, but that doesn't count. You're still inside. You're still you're in inside. Yeah. So people will get in their garage go get in their car, drive to work and wherever work is, sometimes they have a garage. Yeah. And so you go into the office and you, and they have a window and then you get back in the car, drive it back to the house and you've never gone outside. You think you've been, you've seen outside, but you've never spent time outside. It's not enough day. to have a view of outside. Right. <laughs> you actually have to be outside. Um, and a lot of people will feel this way. You ask people, how did you feel? You know, if you go on a hike or if you go out camping, you spend some time in the park. People just seem to feel better. There's a there's yeah. get, there's a restorative effect, I think, of mm-hmm. of nature. They they even studied hospital patients. Their view, just their view from their window, impacted the way they recovered from mm-hmm. surgery. And whether they looked out on an alleyway or a brick wall versus that they looked out on a park with trees and nature, those people were recovering faster mm-hmm. than those who. Uh, so the view helps a little. The view does definitely. If you're looking at a brick wall, <laughs> but you're saying get yourself out there, get yourself just go outside, breathe some air. Yep. Uh, park further yeah. away for in the in the you know at the grocery store, mm-hmm. or I, my father-in-law parks uh, a third of a mile away from from his office. He just has a little parking lot he finds, and he walks just a good twenty walk minutes over. just to just to be outside mm-hmm. some more. Uh, and it really it really does have an impact. It really does make a difference. I know these things are simple. Uh, and your listeners might be thinking, really, just um, that? Just there's something outside. to it, though, Hank. I've yeah. had a couple of clients, especially teenagers, and you work a lot with teens and yeah. young people, and sometimes their mom or dad will drag them in here to my office, you know, and the last thing they want to do is go see a shrink. Right, talk to Dr. And, Paul. <laughs> and I have a positive psychology practice, so it, it feels better because of that. Right. I'm not interested in what's wrong with you. But I found with a lot of these young people especially, uh, we make a lot more progress if we just take off out that front door and just oh, and we leave for 45 minutes or an hour and just go walk. That's fantastic. And their whole mood changes and their the way they talk to me changes. Yep. There's something about teenagers in the stars that gets them more contemplative. They're more if you can get a teenager out among in the stars, they'll start talking more. They'll mm-hmm. start wondering about, you know, why how big space is and how small they feel and and yet they feel important and why and uh, there's some there's some there's some beauty there plus outside's just fun being outside is just more fun right we love i love netflix don't get me wrong i Mm -hmm. love i love a good video game but but spend some time outside and you'll see it really does really does make a difference uh here's a very simple one that probably most of your listeners are going to say oh i know um happy people get enough sleep Oh, yeah. That is a big one. <laughs> and we seem to think that, the, you know, our culture has changed. Uh, back in Shakespeare's time, sleep was the gentle nurse, right? The golden chain. That's what they called it, the, mm. the doctor. And now sleep, what, 
Margaret Thatcher said sleep is for wimps. Thomas Edison said sleep is a complete waste of time, right? We've completely <laughs> changed to this idea. The less sleep you get, the more productive you can be. And that's because we value productivity. Right. So much. Right. And and that's really not so true. That you actually be more productive if you take time to sleep more. You know who I think is the happiest one in our home? Is it our <laughs> dog? Right. <laughs> He's sleeping all the time. He's either sleeping or playing. Right. <laughs> Really does make a difference. Um, I was. What was the uh, the study they found um, that people who who sleep have less mood swings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have more emotional stability, right? People that that take time to get to go to sleep. I, I spent some time yeah. up in Alaska a couple summers ago, and about eleven p.m., all of their uh, alarms went off. And I said, "What are you doing?" And they said, "We have to set an alarm to go to sleep because the sun is staying up." how else do you know and they don't know to go to sleep they just keep going and going and going and so i recommend that to some people if you're having a hard usually for adults it's not get up on time it's the heart is going to bed on time set an alarm to go to bed and when that alarm goes off no matter what you're doing go to bed stop what you're doing don't hit snooze go to bed yeah don't (laughs) hit snooze on your go to bed time go Go to bed later go to bed uh, yeah, and nice. it really, it will have an impact. Just that little thing will have an impact. Hank, you've shared some really practical stuff with us here today. Thank you for bringing Absolutely. that. This is the essence basically of your new production, being happy in an unhappy world. It is. That's going to be the, the first half of it. You're going to hear these and more. And it, this is in audio form right now, but you've got a book coming out. Yep. About we're this starting well. the, they're starting the, the book version right now and oh, amazing. through it now. You're doing some good work in this world. I hope so. So how do people connect to you? We mentioned social media. Where's the best place to find you? Uh, right now, just jump on Facebook and find me. Uh, you can just use facebook.com slash HankSmithCDs. You look that up and you okay. can come find me. And uh, I try to share positive stuff every day. That's my hope is just to put out Beautiful. more positive stuff every day. That's why we're doing the same thing here, Hank. Yep. And, There's got to be more of us too. And fill up your life with this stuff, folks. You can't get too much. Right. Positive. I wrote a book called Pathological Positivity. I'm really a fan of going overboard with this. Do it. Because the whole world is geared toward a downward direction. You know, down is default. We talk about that on the show quite often. So Mm. to lift and elevate that, you want to fill up your life with as much good stuff as you can. And our guest today, Hank Smith, is a producer and purveyor of good stuff. Absolutely. I want people to laugh and learn. Laugh and learn. Laugh and learn. And you're also available to speak at events. Absolutely. Yeah. And so people can reach out to you that way as well. Yeah. Lots of of schools, uh, business groups, anything like that. So, Hank, thanks for being at Live On Purpose Radio today. For sure. I hope to come back. I am going to give you the last word. What do you want to leave our listeners with as we close here today? Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Happiness, my friends, when it comes down to it, is a choice that you can make. It's a choice you can make, so make it today.